Well, it may be a buy week, but uh, we're still bringing you the Acre Pro buy sell. Tom Deanhart joining me, and uh, we're got, we've come up with some doozies. Well, I don't know if they will be, but we'll have some fun with it. No, no matter. Yeah. Reminder that when it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group, your local farmland specialist. They're out there busy in the fields right now. We have a decent day in in uh, central Indiana today, uh, getting that harvest in, all that going on. But they have decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one knows the market better. Whether you're buying a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call Kyle Spray at 765 five eight seven three one eight five and that is actually the wrong number because i got to give you kyle's number because they switched the number on us and by the end of the show i'll have figured that out uh that's the way this that's the way this thing rolls but uh we appreciate uh kyle and the good folks at and that number should be seven six five seven seven five six five oh two uh operators are standing by as they say all right we're going to start with a bye week uh extraordinary uh version of acre pro buy sell but we appreciate the folks that do watch and listen and we have some fun with this but i'm going to start off you know devin mockaby had had the best performance by any running back first guy to go over for 100 yards against the buckeyes this year first one to go over 71 yards actually uh i know he's got a ways to go he's only about 500 and some just over 500 yards we talked about him could he sneak his way back in with five games to go? He's going to have to average about 99 yards a game. Uh, you buying or selling that uh, Devin Mockaby makes it to 1,000, finally becomes one of that rarefied Purdue 1,000-yard rushers. Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to buy that, Alan. Um, 482 yards rushing um, through seven games. Obviously, he has five games left. I think for my math, it comes out to he needs 518 yards over the last over the last five games obviously has to average over 100 yards a game uh, other than michigan allen the schedule is not that daunting so i think there's a good chance for devin to to hit that thousand yard mark um i think he could have a 200 yard game in his future here who knows once they get to the indiana game where he's sitting i gotta think if he's close within a couple hundred yards that and maybe they'll feature him. So I'm, I'm going to buy that notion. Of course, he would be, what, the first Boilermaker 1,000-yard rusher since, I think, Corey Sheets in 2008, right? That's right. So yeah, not all that many over the years, if you think about it. Uh, Mike Allstott still holds yeah. a single-season record at 1,400 and change. I know Otis Armstrong, he beat him out uh, as well. But uh, it's not been all that often. It's Joey Harris. I think in the 21st century, it would be Joey yeah. Harris. Corey Sheets, the only two to do it. Uh, and Shirley Maccabee looked the part, uh, started to kind of run free, uh, you know, ran well. And I know Purdue had him a little bit off balance in the first drive against Ohio State. He had that great galloping run the, around the uh, east uh, east sideline that uh, was impressive. We know he can do it. And yeah. now that he seems to be hanging on to the football on yeah. a regular basis, uh, that will keep him on the field. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the last two games, he's got 199 yards rushing. And like you said, that's against Iowa and Ohio State. Yeah. Like you said, no, no fumbles in each of the last two games after he had six in what the first five games. So uh looks like he's uh, got things figured out, and that's a good thing for this offense. 
Yeah, I think it's it gives you a chance. And I screwed up. Yeah, he's only at 482 yards on the front end. But uh, uh, yeah, he's trending in the right way after a, after a challenging start. Again, mostly driven by the fact that he couldn't uh, really couldn't hang on to the football the way that uh, they needed him to do. Tyrone Tracy, uh, uh, you buying or selling? He'll be back on the field uh, come Nebraska time. That 3:30 start. Eastern time, I should say, on the 28th of October. What do you, what do you, what do you think in there? I do think he'll be back. Uh, he had an issue with his groin. Um, didn't play in the second half back at Iowa. I think um, haven't had what upwards of three weeks off. I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be ready to go here for the stretch run. Um, so yeah, look for for an old, old number three to get back out on the field. Which you know they're they're a nice one-two punch. You know, Maka being Tracy. You know, it's kind of interesting Al Mockaby had actually lost his starting job to Tracy because right. of the issues. But you know, Mockaby still has the, the the third most carries in the Big Ten of all Big Ten running backs. Um, 105 carries. Kid from Rutgers has 120. Kyle uh, Monagay, and then a Michigan State kid, Nate Carter's got 113. So uh, you know, Mockaby's been a been a, a real workhorse for an offense that that's had its share of problems this year. Yeah, no question, and I think that that's uh, going to be an interesting, uh, uh, interesting thing to watch. All right, there is a log jam, and unfortunately for Purdue, Max Clare is in that log jam. He's likely out for the season or uh, at best. But Deion Burks, T.J. Sheffield, Abdul Rahman Yassin are all the uh, 27, 26, and 25 tackles respectively, with Burks and Burks obviously the, the lead. I, all right, I'm going to handicap this one. Who's I'm going to say buying or selling that DJ Sheffield wins, wins, gets the most catches, not the most yards. Obviously, yeah. Burke's averaging 15 and a half right now, and Purdue needs that number to get higher, actually, if it's going to do the things it wants to do offensively. But who, who are you buying for? Uh, are, you, are, are you buying Sheffield? I'll throw it out there. And if not, you give me a suggestion of who's going to win, win the receiving title. I'm going to sell that. Uh, I think it's going to be Burks. He's got 27 catches. Sheffield's got 26. Funny, you see, he's got 25. Of course, he's played one less game. Uh, he, he didn't play it all last week. Um, uh, so I think in the end, it's going to be Burks. I, I think it's, it's imperative. And they, everybody knows it. They've got to get him even more involved in this offense, Alan. I think I wrote something today that either I posted or will later that the last two games in particular, he's been – Largely a non-factor. I think he has like an aggregate four yeah. catches. So they, 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 I think they'll find a way to get him more involved, just averaging 3.9 catches per game right now. You mentioned the per per catch average is very good at 15 and a half as a team leading five touchdown catches. But I think they need to, to even get him the ball more. And uh, because of that urgency, I think in the end, by the time we get to the to the final, final game, the Deion Burks, number four, will lead Purdue in catches. All right. Buying or selling from this point forward, I'm throwing a twist at you. Uh, Garrett Miller will have the most receptions down the stretch. Now, down this the stretch. is now that and Miller, by the way, now is up to 13 catches, 120 yards. Still hasn't really stretched the field much. He's, did have that long of 28, but uh, from this point now, he's down 14 to Burks. But will he be? Will he close that gap and have the most receptions from this point forward? I would, uh, I would, I would buy that. I think, I think, as you mentioned, he's still, he's just starting to hit his stride. I think, Alan. I'm looking at his uh, 
looking at his chart for for this season. Um, didn't make a catch in the opener. Allen only had three catches total through the Illinois game. The last two games, he's had 10 catches. Um, and again, I think you're going to see that number go up and up. So, yeah, I'm going to buy that, the fact that um, that down the stretch, his last five games with, with Garrett Miller having another week to, to sort of get that knee better, I, I think you're going to see him become a bigger part of this offense too. And I, I expect him to be the top pass catcher, at least down the stretch, over these last five games of the 2023 season. Man, I'll buy that. I, 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 I really <laughs> agree with you on Burks. I think on, on paper, that's what they want to do. I'm not sure he, the, Miller, it, it's going to be close. And you're right. He, he's a guy that uh, we've talked all year round. If Purdue's going to get that offense going at a level that it needs to get, uh, they need to have their playmakers play. But I, I, another one that rises only because I, I just, he just passes the eyeball test. I know he's been hurt. But number nine, Mershawn Rice. Yeah. He's had three catches for 50. He actually stretched he had a 35-yard reception against, uh, uh, was it last week, right? Yeah, uh, against yeah, Ohio week. State. Oh, he had to take some, uh, had to be happy of a, a Central Ohio kid to have that have that day, uh, that type of day. Give me a buy or sell. Mershawn Rice will have 20 catches before the end of the year. That's a good one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. It's crazy. Um didn't make a catch the first three games. Didn't play the three games after that at all, Alan. Then got on the field last week. Had the three catches for 50 yards, you mentioned, plus the big reception against the Buckeyes. Just, just uh, you know, a, a strange use of the wide receivers this year, you know? Yeah. It's been such a tight rotation. And they, they, a few of these guys just got real piecemeal uh, work, um, you know, early on this year. But largely it's been, again, you know, Sheffield and, and Burks and uh, – and you seen, and but then last week we really saw them dip a little bit deeper in the depth chart with Elijah Canyon getting out there, you know, Mershon Rice. We saw Jaden Dixon Veal, the junior college transfer, play a lot more too. And even Jerron Trick, Kit Tibbs, Tibbs out of catch, yeah, one, yeah, the true freshman from Indianapolis. So maybe moving forward, they're going to try to have a deeper rotation here, and why not take advantage, especially a guy like Rice with that with that catch radius he has. He's a big target. He's a fifth year player. And, um, and maybe this is the start of something for, for Rice where we can see him become a bigger part of the offense down the stretch. All right. There isn't going to be a lot of a battle. It does not appear to who will lead Purdue in tackles. Uh, Dylan Steenemann's got to, assuming he stays healthy in total tackles, has a 14, 14 stroke lead, so to speak, 14 tackles over uh, Sinisi Kane, Karloftis and Jenkins, both at 29. Um I don't know where to come up with. All right, between Jenkins and Scorton, who's going to have more tackles? Uh, I'm going to say Jenkins has got the lead at 29. Are you buying yeah. that uh, Jenkins will win the battle between those two? Now, again, probably more important is who's going to win the sack battle. Scorton has 4.5. Uh, Jenkins has five. In the TFL world, they're both seven to seven. Who who is going to be the overall winner when you're done? I'm going to throw it out. Scorton, you're are you buying or selling? Are you going to are Scorton to do it all? I'm going to buy. I'm going to sell that. I, I think I think it's going to be Kydron Jenkins, number four. I think I think he's just he. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Nick Scorton is having a nice year too, but uh, Jenkins is a real bellwether. I think up front, um, the real empty your bucket guy. Uh, and he's been one of the better pass rushers, not just in the Big Ten, but in the nation the first month and a half of the season. I think 
I think when you get to the end of the year, I think Jenkins is going to end up having better stats here tackle-wise than, than his counterpart, Nick Scorton. Although, Allen, again, that's easily the best position on this defense, that, that, that outside linebacker spot. Yeah, and Jenkins also leading the team with seven quarterback hurries. Uh, Scorton is second with three. Yeah. But I, I'm with you, and I'll buy that with Jenkins. I, I think he's assuming, again, he's you know he can stay healthy, and that's that's always an assumption for everybody. But he's – He's uh, they're both good and they are probably one of the simple couple of the shining, shining parts of this defense that has been has struggled at times uh, so far this year. All right. We're going to look at the Big Ten picture here. Obviously, a big game this weekend. Penn State to Penn State goes to Ohio State. Um, I want to throw out just taking a look at the big three of the because it's truly going to be a triangular meet, as they used to say in track terms. Uh, who, who's going to win this thing? And Maryland certainly shocked me a, a, a great deal by dropping that game at Illinois. Not that they were in the running. They weren't. But of the three, who? all right, are you buying Michigan? Is Michigan the team you're buying to win it all in that in that division at this point? You know what? I'm selling it, Alan. And I know I know Michigan's you know, had a lot of roses thrown at its feet and received a lot of plaudits. They played absolutely nobody, Alan. Uh, I, their their best win this year is against is Rutgers. Yeah, um, and they're playing Michigan State this week, so they're playing another tomato can. And, and I I've been on Penn State's bandwagon all year, so I'm going to stick with it. And uh, like you said, a huge game this Saturday in Columbus, Ohio. You know the Buckeyes have owned this series of late. I think I was counting it up here. They won. Like I think nine out of the last ten meetings here, Alan, and Penn State has not won in the horseshoe since uh, 2011. So uh, that's they lost one, two, three. For the last five trips there to Columbus, they've lost. But this is unlike any Penn State team James Franklin's taken to, to Columbus. Uh, his best team yet. Uh, a team I think is a little more battle tested than uh, than Ohio State. Although uh, Ohio State does have a, some pretty good battles on us, that, that Notre Dame game in particular, but still, um, two evenly matched teams. But um, I just think this Penn State offense is much better, especially under center than Ohio State's. Uh, Penn St Ohio State may have an edge receiver, but I think Penn State's got the better offensive line and at least as good as good 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 running backs. Then defensively, maybe a push, Allen. It's going to be a great game. I, I think this is going to be the year that Penn State finally finds a way to win that one. Then, of course, they get Michigan at home later this yeah. year with the Titanic game. So, again, uh, I guess I, I'm, I got all my chips in Penn State's corner this year. Yeah, I, I still, for some reason, like Michigan uh, in that. I don't know why. I agree that they haven't played anybody yet. But you're right. If Penn State wins this week, they have got to be the leader in the clubhouse because they've yep. got Ohio State at home – or, excuse me, Michigan at home. Yeah. Um, that is going to be that, that'll be some much much uh, much CTV much uh, game that you're going to have to watch if you're a Big Ten football fan this week. I think that's true. All right, and now this may maybe it's Drew Aller or is it is it JJ McCarthy? Does the Big Ten are you buying or selling? Does the Big Ten have a Heisman Trophy candidate either between those two or anybody? One that. One that will make it to New York. Let's just say that. Uh, let's change it. Well, right now I'm selling that notion. I, I don't think the Big Ten's got a guy right now. If the Heisman ceremony was next week, 
I don't believe they have a guy that that would get invited to New York as a finalist. Um, if there was anybody, Alan, it's, it's obviously again, like you said, the Michigan quarterback JJ McCarthy. But right now, you know, if you look at all the straw polls through what six or seven games here for everybody, you know, the Washington quarterback Michael Penix is probably your leader in the clubhouse at this point. Um, I think Caleb Williams at USC, even though they got beat, is probably still in the mix. Bo Nix, even though he yeah. lost. You know, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma, the quarterback there, doesn't get enough props. It's so neither does Jordan Travis. Of course, the Florida State quarterback, Drake May at North Carolina. So, yeah, McCarthy, again, is at least, he's at least in the conversation. He's in the ballroom. But at this point, he's got work to do. And, again, you need those signature moments against marquee foes, and Michigan just has not played any real big games yet. Those are all to come, obviously, and there's only really two of them, right? Um, the, the Ohio State game and the Penn State game. So plenty of opportunity for McCarthy to, to really stake a claim in this race um, with those games looming. If he can be a star and lead, lead Michigan to victory, he may have a good shot to win it, Allen. Um, and we talked about this off air, but the Big Ten has not had a Heisman Trophy winner yeah. since the 2006 season when Troy Smith won it for Ohio State. Hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe. And, uh, uh, I think the last, the only time Purdue played Troy Smith, they beat him in 2004. He was sharing, showing, sharing with Joe Germain, was it? They well, were it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't Joe Germain. No, no. Germain was earlier, but they were yeah. sharing, he was sharing, uh, quarterback duties some that year, but he did play a very pedestrian team. And you talk about the last time Penn State beat Ohio State. That was not a really good Ohio State team under Luke Fickle in 11. So yeah. Penn State's got to, uh, uh, yeah, I'm starting to see the light with you. Maybe on that, they got a tunnel if they can get through this weekend. They uh, and Ohio State's banged up. I don't know where they are, but you got to think Henderson's going to play. Um, you got to think that Ryan Day was keeping. You know, didn't need to throw him to the wolves last week because that game against Purdue was not in doubt. So uh, interesting stuff. That's why they have these TV contracts, Tom, because they want yeah, games well, like this week, and well, you're going to see a see something from that standpoint. All right, we're going to let you off the hook for the for the rest of the rest of the week. You've been doing plenty of other things, and we appreciate that. But we will look forward to. Uh, Next week's buy sell, I think we'll probably do one prior to the Nebraska game. Purdue, Nebraska, that game, as I'm sure all of you know by now, is a 3:30 start on FS1. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't from from your standpoint, from a work standpoint, I guess that's better than. Uh, but you know, who knows where that um, where the uh, the uh, other conference games against Indiana excuse me against uh, well obviously against Indiana but against Michigan those games times will be determined here uh we'll yeah, know next sure. Monday on that one as well so all right I want to thank uh Kyle Spray and the good folks at uh, uh, acrepro.com 765-775-6502 and Mr. Dean Hart we appreciate it as always it's a it's always a stone groove to have a, have a little bit of time to chat a little, little college football and, uh, and our acre pro buy. So have a great rest of the week for everybody. And thank you for watching and listening. And a reminder too, it's not a bad time. If you haven't subscribed to goldenblack.com operators are standing by. So is your, so is your mouse. If you just click and do the right thing, you'll be, a, you'll be a, a member of goldenblack.com. We'd love to have you. So have a great week all, and uh, we'll see you next week on our acre Bye, Sal.